Hello and welcome to the big topic in women's MMA. Frank Posen here along with Schwan Humes. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Okay, Schwan, before we get started on uh, our usual stuff here, uh, yesterday uh, the trailer for the uh, women's MMA film Bruised was posted on YouTube. Uh, this film stars uh, Halle Berry, uh, and it, uh, she also directs, and it will uh, premiere on Netflix on October 24th. So uh, did you watch this trailer, Sean? I've heard about it, but I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Okay, well, I watched it, and... You know, it's the usual kind of stuff you get when a Hollywood uh, studio or whoever decides to produce a movie about MMA. It doesn't matter whether it's men's MMA or women's MMA. It's like a, a story of redemption. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? And yeah. um, oh, involving some sort of uh, underground fight league or something. Now, Swan, this is a fantasy land, okay? There's no such thing as an underground fight fight league. I mean, if there was, guys like us would know about it. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, I'd have to say that's true. Okay, so I when 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 these um, movies always have to make it an underground fight league, I don't want to watch it. It's like, come on, I've seen this before. I don't need to see it again. You know, Holly Berry is at one time a big star. In the movie business she's not anymore she's a big ufc fan which i get and you know valentina shevchenko's in this picture and i'm sure some other fighters as well but my point is it's a recycled storyline i don't want to see a recycled storyline i want to see something a little off the beaten path a little bit different why does it have to be an underground fight league why does her name have to be jackie justice for christ's sakes it's ridiculous I'm always my old concern is always the acting in it because a lot of times even with boxing movies, what makes the movie isn't so much the actual boxing or the boxing storyline. It's it's how it's executed, and that's why I try to reserve judgment. Like Rocky wasn't the greatest boxing movie, but it was a great story about overcoming adversity and and it, because that's all that's all combat sport movies are. It's a physical version of us fighting against our demons and overcoming adversity. And that's what people relate to the sports. So my mm. whole thing is, how is the acting? If the acting's good, I can make a lot of exceptions and other aspects of it. How's the storyline? Like, character development. The same stuff well, I bring in the movie on. Watch the trailer, because they give you the whole movie in two minutes. Well, that's not good. Okay. and Look, she's a first-time director. She's never directed before. Okay. Yes, I mean, you can be a first-time director and still still do a good job. I don't know if she does, but I, I will I will commend her for putting her her money up and putting making a form some kind of form for women's mixed martial arts. Yeah, uh, I don't want to see it. I I, 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 but I I I respect her her doing it. It's not an easy thing to do. Women's mixed martial yeah, arts. Isn't I think I think you should have watched the trailer. I sent it to you yesterday. Yeah, I just haven't had a chance to. I've been in and out of the house a lot. Oh, okay. All right, let's get on with our usual stuff. And first of all, let me just do this here. Uh, let's talk about um, Marina Rodriguez. 
wins over um, uh, Mackenzie Dern by unanimous decision. And the, the thing about this fight is I thought that Mackenzie Dern got rid of all those bad habits, but here they are again doing the same crap she was doing before, and she looked like crap in most of the fight, with the exception of the second round. And the mistake she made in the second round is she didn't get focused enough to get a finish out of it. Schwann, if she keeps pounding on her, she gets a finish. She almost got it. and and But then the rest of the fight, she was doing the stuff she used to do before, and, and her, you know, uh, uh, Jason Perillo kept yelling at her, telling her what to do, and she didn't do it. Yeah, my problem with her was this. I knew she'd have the, the wrestling problems. Her wrestling isn't going to take a huge leap in a couple months, even a year. Um, my issue with her was this. I thought she was going to be willing to pay the price to get to the, her spots. And when she started engaging, Marina countered her or picked her off before she could get her momentum going, and she would just back up two or three steps, yeah. I knew it was going to be a long night for her. Because yeah. when, you don't have, when you don't have high-end wrestling, the only option you have is you have to force exchanges and force tie-ups to where you can get them up against the fence or you can get them on the ground and you can work your magic. Once she decided she didn't want to pay the price or she didn't want to walk through some fire, there was no way she was going to win the fight. She was a step and a half behind her. Uh, Marina and 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 the funny part of it is the funny part about it is that Marina doesn't even punch that hard. Well, she doesn't. But the thing about it is, um, Darren likes to come in guns blazing, full blast. So even if somebody doesn't punch hard, you're running full force into their shot. And secondly, since Darren wasn't able to land consistently, I think mentally that also forced her to 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 slow down a little bit because it's one thing when you're giving as good as you're getting, you can keep fighting, but when you're swinging four or five times and missing and they're hitting you a four or five shots, it makes you not want to keep on pressing. But since she had such crappy wrestling, she basically had to just walk through and keep taking it, take, keep taking it until she could get to her spot. Same thing as she did. She had two moments where she got to the ground and she, and she did some work, but both of those moments came as a result of her being overly, overly aggressive and getting into exchanges where she could either get where she got taken down or she, or they tumbled to the ground. Once if she wasn't going to, commit 100% to putting volume and pressure and using her physicality, she wasn't going to win because she doesn't have the skills to box at range. Not, not at That's this right. point. That's right. It, it, when I saw that, what, uh, like you said, she only uh, got really round two. It was really a tiny round. But the rest of the fight, she didn't seem to want to do what she had to do. And that's what she's right, well, telling her. I will say one thing, though, and, and that's part of it, you know, because it's like as a person who's come up with game plans for fighters, Ultimately, I can give you the perfect game plan or any athlete. You have to be willing and able to execute under duress, even yeah. if there's a price to pay. And secondly, I want to give props to Marina because I told, I said before about Marina, since she's got skills in every range, she maintains her poise and her calm. And the, when the one moment that Dern had a chance to take over, Marina still kept fighting for position. She never, she never gave in completely. She still fought even in, in – Darren's position of strength. Most girls would have covered up and tried to survive. I, I think Mackenzie lost her focus. I think, you know, cool. she, was, she was pounding her, and if she continues the ground and pound for another maybe 10 seconds, the fight is over. But well, I'm not, I, she I'm lost not saying, her focus. I'm not saying she didn't lose her focus, but it's easier to be focused against most girls because most girls are so scared of getting submitted, they just try to tie up or cover up. They don't give any resistance, so there's nothing to disrupt your focus. 
Marina was giving resistance. And so Dern was having to work a little bit harder than she thought she did, and she lost her focus. I'm not saying Marina should be given all the credit, but the fact of the matter is most girls that Dern gets in those positions, she finishes. And she did not finish Marina because she had poise and enough skill to f- fight her way through. I think Mackenzie broke her thumb as well. I heard that a couple of days ago. Yeah, well, she needs some time off anyways. That's right. Now, Marina is not getting a title shot. Okay, no, not immediately. Neither. Not immediately. That's going to be Carla Sparza. So I'm hearing all kinds of nonsense here. And, and first of all, regarding the immediate title shot that people are whining about here, Schwan, what did I tell you right after that fight? Uh, you thought that they'd, uh, they'd have the rematch. Correct. And that's exactly what they did. And the other name I'm hearing Danny about here is Joanna Hedgicic. And you know what? They should take her off the freaking rankings for inactivity because she's not the only fight she's going to accept is a title fight, and she's not getting it. Okay. That's not, she's not getting a title fight. She should take a fight against Marina because that would get her a title fight. Okay. But she doesn't want to do that. And she doesn't have to. It's like Dana White was saying that the other night at the press conference after the Contender Series. Okay. She's in Poland. She doesn't need the money. She's made her money fighting. And now she's in Poland. She's a big celebrity there and she's doing endorsements and commercials and TV and all kinds of junk like that. She doesn't need to fight. I told you this last year. The chances are pretty good that Joanna is never going to fight again, despite the fact that she came back a few months ago and said, oh, I'm not retired. That didn't change my tone because I knew the well, fight that she would accept as a title fight. I think her point in saying I'm not retired is just to put it out there so that if a title fight comes open, she could squeeze her way in. She doesn't want to have to work with- earn one anymore she just thinks her previous work and her dominance should provide her one her her and her and marina would be a good fight at this especially they need to shit it off the pot take her out of the rankings if she's not going to accept the fight yeah I, I would say it'd be really tough because neither one of them is a power puncher so it'd be a lot of a lot of contact pretty pretty high pace I don't know who I'd favor on that. I guess I'd still go Joanna because she's she's proven herself to be a level and a half above most girls in the division. Yeah. But uh, it'd be a good fight. Yeah. So uh, another fighter who's in that picture, even though not at the same level, I don't know if, if I was Marina, I would take that. Uh, yeah, that that would also yeah that would also be a good fight. Um, that would also be a good fight. But I, I don't think they'd take that fight because she's coming off of a loss. That's right. If anything, you'd be more likely to let Dern recover and then have Dern fight Yonan and see what happens from there. Ah, we'll see. We'll wait and see what they do. But I can tell you she's not getting a title shot immediately. She's not going to be fighting her. I, I don't think she shot. should. I mean, you, she's already lost to Esparza. Why, why would you get a rematch over somebody who, who no, when somebody's not beating you? No, she's not getting that. So – that's that what that's what it is. But the people complain. The people complaining about the immediate rematch need to understand why they did it. Okay, I, it's not my opinion that they should have done an, an immediate rematch. But I thought, knowing how the UFC works, I figured that's what they. Did. I figured. I just figured it was more of a thing of it's a it's a it's a good fight on paper, and secondly, it's a money fight, and the UFC's yeah. biggest thing are. Fights that get people excited or draw, draw fan interest and money fights. It covers, oh. it checks two boxes. All right, let's go on to the next one. 
uh, Maria Agapova beat Sabina Mazo, uh, third round submission of the Runetti Choke, right? Now, I got a story for you. Maria Agapova is no longer with American Top Team. She left in June, now training at MMA Masters, okay? Uh, guys, uh, Wayne Crawley, I believe, is the coach there. Uh, inner corner as well was um, uh, UFC, uh, Liana Jojua, okay? All right, so here's the deal. She left American Top Team, and after she left, Marina Morales went on some European um, podcast and claimed that uh, Maria was kicked out of American Top Team for drug use. Okay? Mm-hmm. So Maria's manager, Alex Davis, heard about this, and he denied the whole thing, of course. He said what happened over there is that it just... Remember when we were talking about this last week, about these super... These super gyms are maybe not for everyone. Well, that turned out to be the case with her. She uh, was having trouble uh, getting any, getting uh, proper training and that sort of thing. And she was having anxiety attacks and that sort of thing. So yeah. Davis basically moved her to the gym. And now it looks, I mean, she looked really good in that fight. So maybe now she's getting the kind of, uh, well, before, uh, before coaching that she needs. A lot of people need to understand because a lot of people, I've, I've known a lot of young fighters and they're like, Oh, you know, I want to go to Jackson's back when it was big. I want to go to ATT. I want to go to all these big camps. And I keep trying to explain to people, I'm like, just because you go to that big camp doesn't mean you're going to be working with the highest end fighters or the highest end coaches. Their priority is going to be the guys who either are high profile uh, um, fighters or fighters who've been there the longest period of time. You probably won't get to work with those guys until individually until you get to a certain point you don't just get to show up and pick who you work with and and decide this and decide that you might go there for this coach and you might never work with that coach so the big the bigger the camp you have to be a certain caliber fighter and you have to have a certain mentality for you to thrive there Uh, some people Mm -hmm. thrive at smaller camps now you still have to have quality at the smaller camp but they, they, it's like somebody who's b- good in a good big class and some kid who needs to be in a smaller class. It still needs to be quality, but the size impacts their performance. Well, this is why I asked this question last week, right? Uh, turns out she left. Okay. As for Sabina Mazo, she looked really bad this fight, Schwan. Yeah. Uh, uh, my, my issue with Agapova is she's got, uh, she has talent, she has skill, she has some athleticism. What I've been seeing from her in her past fights was that when an opponent was able to put some pressure on her and put some physicality on her, she doesn't seem to respond to punishment very well, and she doesn't seem to respond to people who, who can physically bully her. Against Mazo, the thing was she was so much faster. She was landing so, a lot of shots on her. But if you if you watch the fight carefully, and I'm not I'm not going to say that Sabina was going to win the fight, but she was starting to get to her to the body. She was starting to back her up. But when Agapova hit her with that counter shot because she had much faster hands, she dropped her and she jumped on her immediately. I'm of the well, belief that I'm of the belief that Mazo, as good as she is, being a volume fighter, that that demands you're going to get hit a certain amount. And when you're facing somebody with much faster hands, if you can't take everything they have to offer, you're possibly be knocked out because you have to be on that person to land that volume. That's what she was doing, throwing volume, 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 and getting picked off as she was coming in. She was slowly starting to time her. She was slowly starting to back her up. Before she could really turn the momentum, bang, she got dropped, and Agapova jumped right on her and into the fight. Okay, now, um, uh, like, 
we have to see uh, Maria against uh, better competition. We'll see how she does. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, the third fight now was supposed to be uh, Sam Hughes versus Lupe Godinez and Sam. One of Sam's coaches got COVID-19. Sam probably would have so, lost fight. Yeah, but they brought in somebody worse. And that was Silvana Gomez Juarez. She was supposed to be on Contender Series uh, the following Tuesday. So they brought her in. She's 36 years old, Schwan. And she's from Argentina. Things in Mexico. But I just thought, why are they even bringing this girl in? She's too old. Uh, Lupi is a lot younger than that. She's like 26 or something like that. Uh, originally from Mexico, but she trains at um, Titan MMA in Langley, British Columbia. Okay, we'll talk a little more about her because she's going to be on this week's show too. And basically, what we found out about, they're talking about, um, when they were talking about uh, uh, Sylvana on the broadcast, I'm going, and she's 36 years old because they never said that, right? Until they did the tail of the tape. You know, you can, she just fought a stupid fight and she lost I think, I think they were thinking since she had. Even even though she was on the regional level, she had faced some name fighters. So I think they figured they could frame it as she's experienced, even though she's not at the UFC level or she hasn't fought the UFC level. Schwan, whatever. Schwan, what? Yeah. Schwan, she stinks. No, I understand that, but like like I was telling people when they made this argument, I was like, yeah, she's fought names, but on the regional level, if you're if you're a name or hot prospect, they don't match you up against these kind of girls because they're trying to build you to get you to the UFC or a Bellator. So the fact that she's fighting them, all that tells me is she wasn't the caliber of those fighters who are now in the UFC. And it, it just got exposed. She she's not she wasn't very athletic. She didn't seem very physically strong. She just got outgunned in every single area, which is why and I'm then, and, the- and and then at the fi- at the finish, she kind of turned the wrong way, right? Yes. It's it's why I'm so it's why I'm so hesitant to talk about women from the regional level because everybody keeps you know you're being sexist whatever the fact of the matter is women's mixed martial arts is at the highest level is behind men's mixed martial arts and at the regional level there's so few women who are competing or have a re- real combat sports background you can't really tell anything from their wins oh she she had 13 knockouts yeah but who was she knocking out a bunch of soccer moms and accountants who decided they'd give it a go she's not fighting real fighters she's not fighting people of a comp- comparable skill or athleticism so then these girls develop these styles and these strategies based on advantages that don't exist against real athletes oh i'm a volume puncher yeah against against the female version of me you are, or you're a power puncher against a female version of me, but against a, a real durable athlete, you're not a power puncher. You, you're not a, you're not oh, a scrambler. You're not a position wrestler. And I want to repeat, she's 36 year old, years old and she has a UFC contract. She would not yeah. be a contract. She'd fuck. I, I, don't, I don't have, I don't have a problem with her age. I have a problem with the fact that she really hadn't shown any advanced skills or any ability to beat a higher level of opponent before they got in. Now, if she'd been beating decent opponents or UFC type level, I could respect that. But she's lost to all those girls and lost badly. And the girls she beat weren't anywhere near UFC level. So I don't understand why at this age you bring her in, except for the fact that it's a short notice fight. But we talked about this months ago. If you're a female fighter, all you have to do is keep winning and be in shape. There's going to be opportunities. Somebody's going to miss weight. Someone's going to get sick. You have a better chance of getting the UFC than almost any other man, any other MMA fighter who's a male because there's so many spots. There's, there's, the division is so thin, and they need so many bodies. 
it's easy for you to get into it. It's easy for you to stay in it. It's just a fact. All right, let's move on to Tuesday's the match on Tuesday's contender series is Maria Silva. She beat um, Catherine. I think it's Paraki. Is it Paraki? I think so. I'm not sure. Anyways, neither of you got to Maria made a huge mistake. Like she's from Brazil, uh, trains at Portuguese of Brazil, and she made a huge mistake. She did not go for a finish when she should have. Uh, Catherine Paraki. She's uh, a co-owner with her husband, Stephen Paprocki, of DCO MMA and Fitness in Westminster, Colorado, which is the of Denver. And, uh, you know, Maria went pretty easily, and I expect we'll see her in the UFC at some point, but she made a huge mistake, Schwann. She needed to go for a finish. I think a lot of times I think what a lot of the, a lot of the girls, and it happens to the men too, when you move up levels or you find somebody who's on your level, your willingness to finish gets a little diminished because you don't know that you, A, can get the finish and you don't want to expose yourself being exhausted or, you know, gassing yourself out. And now you're in a position where you're going to lose the fight. It's different when you're facing people who you know you outclass and you can you can walk through. When there's an actual threat on the other side of you, even if you just you play it safe because the main thing is to win. The main thing you want to do is. She misread that because Catherine was not a threat. No, she wasn't. But obviously, obviously, she did, she saw her some kind of threat. And her corner gave her shit. If she went back to the corner, by the way. Yeah. Well, I mean, the corners. It, everybody gets mad at corners because sometimes they feel they're being harsh on them. But your corner, because when the fighter loses, well, my corner didn't tell me this. My corner didn't prepare me. It's just best to be honest and tell them the truth. Like, hey. You need to do this to finish this fight. You need to put a punctuation on this to separate yourself. But some fighters don't have that in them. I know every fighter says they're a warrior, but in, when you're a warrior, it's kill or be killed. When you're a fighter, it's win it by decision, win by submission, or win by TKO. There's options, and not everybody's going to push the point to to get the win in that manner. Okay, let's move on to to Saturday's card. The main event was supposed to be uh, uh, Tank. Versus, uh, I'm trying to remember who she was supposed to fight. Caitlin Vieira. that's right. And Misha got COVID-19, so they moved that. They delayed that. Then it was supposed to be at featherweight Norma Dumont against Holly Holm. Holly pulled out with a knee injury. So now we got Aspen Ladd uh, stepping in on short notice. And, um, you know, uh, I'm expecting Aspen to win because she likes to finish fights. Norma said that herself. She said with Holly Holmes, you don't have to worry about a finish. With Aspen Ladd, Aspen's going to try and finish fight. And I expect her to do so. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of of two things. I feel like Ladd should be able to because she should be the better athlete and the bigger hitter. But the one thing I will say on behalf of Ladd is usually when Ladd fights people, she has a, she has a bit of a size and a strength advantage. And I don't know that she's going to have that in this fight. And she's going to have to work a little bit harder to get to position. She's going to have to work a little bit harder to keep positions. And Aspen Ladd, even though she finishes fights, she always starts fights off slow. And it's one thing when you're two times stronger, two times bigger than someone to turn a fight around. It's different when the person is actually closer to your size and closer to your strength. You just can't turn a fight around and turn it on. You know, this isn't Yana Kuniskaya, who she can physically just bully and overwhelm. I think Dumont's got a little bit of size and physicality to her, and it's going to make her work. Skill level's kind of low, though, Sean. 
It is, but I mean, it it is it is low. But when you're a fighter who's like Lad, who a starts off slow and gives away rounds, and b relies heavily on athleticism and size, when you face a big, strong opponent, it can be a little bit difficult. I mean, in those tie-ups, you're not going to get those tie-ups the same way. The same shots that wipe somebody else off the mat, you might you might have to land seven or eight of those. It's not just going to well, be one big shot. Well, we'll see. She's taking it on short notice, so we'll see what she does with it. Uh, second fight here is at flyweight. Oh, 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 one more thing. One more thing. I know Aspen mm-hmm. wants to be at bantamweight, but honestly, if she wins two fights at featherweight, she'd be up for a title shot, anyways. You know, it's she prefers, I think, to drop down, and I, I understand it because there's more competition. Well, I know, but she could get a title fight there and then drop back down and possibly get another one. Mm, I don't know. It's the same fighter. That's the problem. You want to face the same fighter twice? I don't. I mean, I wouldn't either, but it's two title shots. You can't beat her this way. Maybe you can catch her with this other one. I, I just don't think it interests her that much. That's the only thing. She's only doing it because they asked her to. Okay. Well. Okay. All right. Second fight is at flyweight. It uh, Menon Fioro versus Mera Buenasilva. Uh, this was um, postponed from uh, a few weeks ago because Menon's entire Oh, it's like she's okay now. She's from Nice, France. She at Boxing Squad. Her coach there is Albert Casada. She is a two seven. She's the 2017 IWMAF World Champion. Um, she's really damn good. She's looked great in the two fights that we've seen her in in the UFC. Mayra Buena Silva is from um, Sao Paulo, Brazil. She and her girlfriend, I believe, have switched gyms, but I can't remember who they switched to. Uh, but I, I don't see any way that she beats Manon Fiero. Uh, Manon is a finisher, and she'll finish it like real quick. Yeah, yeah Silva is a little bit better than some of the people she's faced than Fiero's face. She's a little bit more durable. She has more of a defined skill set and could at least threaten the average fighter in certain spots. Um, the, the issue is that Marion is so much. Esfiro is a, so much better of an athlete, so much more mobile, um, stronger, hits harder, and actually is more durable as it t- pertains to strikes. I'm not sure how Silva gets her in any position where she can threaten her in. If she can get her to a certain position, she can threaten her. I just don't know that she can get her in it or hold her in it long enough to. Th- it's going to be similar to a poor man's version of Marina versus um, McKenzie in that. Firo is a better, is a good athlete who's got a wide range of skills, but has a definite striking advantage. And you have Silva, who probably could probably could submit her, at least control her, but she has to be able to get her in those positions. And she, uh, I don't know that she has the mentality or the depth of skill to do so. Menno has power, too. Say again? Menno has power, too. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she's not going to be like Marina. She's not going to land... 20 shots on you, and you're still going to be standing. She lands 20 shots on you, you'll probably be out after the first five clean ones. Yeah. Okay, the next one is also at flyweight. It, again, we're getting Lupi Godinez. Her opponent here is Luana Carolina. What happened here is that a couple of fighters dropped out, including uh, Marina Moroz and uh, Sajeri Ubex. It pays, uh, it pays to be a female fighter. Look how busy they keep you. Yeah, Luana is uh, a Brazilian. You know what? She's like two and one in the UFC, and she's fought all Brazilians so far. This is the first time she's not fighting a Brazilian. Yeah. Okay. I don't think she's a good fighter. The way she lost to Ariane Lipsky, that was just stupid. Okay. So I don't know. 
Uh, is he going to be uh, a decent shape for, for this fight? I have no idea. We've, this is un- uncharted territory. Well, I once again, Lu- Lupi isn't. She's not a. She's not a great fighter herself, skill wise. She's fairly limited. The issue with um the the issue with Lupe is I don't I don't know that she has really high IQ. When she fought Jessica Panay, who was very seasoned and experienced, she the the, the blueprint was on there. All she had to do was fit, excuse me, impose her will, fight at a high pace, and impose her physicality. But instead, she started to get into a slow pace kind of kickboxing, grappling kind of exchanges with Panay and basically let Panay off the hook. Panay's not very durable. She's not super strong. She's not super busy as a fighter. So you would attack all those points. And for some reason, Lupe didn't. And once again, I think the difference was because she realized she had a fighter, she couldn't just physically impose her will on. When she faced lesser athletes, lesser fighters, very aggressive, positionally dominant, throws a lot of volume, beats people up. When she knew there was something coming back at her, all of a sudden, she started trying to get technical, and she at this point, she's not a very technical fighter. Yeah, um, I don't think she. I don't think she's fighting somebody here who's that good. I don't think she's fighting here somebody that good. But Luana, I think, is a better athlete and might hit a little bit harder than her. So I think we're going to see we're gonna, we're going to see that more more careful, Loopy, instead of the more aggressive and more of a force in nature, Loopy. We're we're not going to see the same fighter we saw last week because she knew she had an easy target in front of her. Okay, so the fourth fight here, which is at Strawweight, and that's going to kick off the show. Uh, Ariane Carnalosi versus Estela Nunez. They're both uh, Brazilian fighters. They're both Brazilian fighters. Uh, Ariane uh, is from... I can never remember. She's from Sao Paulo, Brazil. She trains at Inside Muay Thai. I think we've seen her twice. Okay, uh, Estela Nunez, um, this will be her UFC debut. She's actually been signed since 2019, and she had a two-year drug suspension. Okay, she's from, uh, she's a PR team fighter. Okay, so we know the type of style that they fight. All right, yeah. so, you know, so, um, like, we haven't seen her yet, so we don't know how good she is. So, uh, we know the type of style she fights, but we don't know how good that's going to be, she's going to be. The only thing I'll, I'll know about her is that she's going to try to fight at a pace and use her physicality. I don't know what kind of athlete she is, really. So it, that's really going to determine if she's a cer- certain caliber of athlete, she, she'll be able to have her way. If she's not, then she's going to be in an entertaining, but ultimately get walked down due to a lack of skills and refinement. Because the people who, who lose out of that camp, they're losing because they can't physically dominate someone. And um, yeah. like you said, so I mean... I'm, I'll probably just go with Nunez off of this. I, I I would assume she's a better skill fighter, and she's been active, and this this girl hasn't. She's been on a two-year suspension. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Now, we have one fight on Tuesday's uh, Contender Series that is at strawweight. Uh, Valeska Machado, and Valeska is from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. She's a member of that all-female team, MSP, uh, which is uh, uh, the – Jiu-Jitsu coach there is former uh, MMA fighter uh, Anna Michelle Tavares. Okay, uh, Melissa Gatto uh, is a, one of her teammates. So that's an all-female team. Uh, Piera Rodriguez is the opponent. Piera is from Venezuela. She trains in Panama. And uh, I think she likes to finish fights. Uh, she was, her last fight was in LFA. I think she won the LFA uh, Strawweight Championship. 
Okay, so uh, I haven't had a chance to watch any of these fighters. Uh, uh, unless I don't think, for, I think any of her fights are on. I saw They're, some uh, of. The, I saw some of Valeska's. Seems like she has some athletic talent. Like she's got quick hands, maybe some quick feet. But she's been facing. She's been facing girls who aren't who aren't great fighters or great athletes. And even at that level, she's got two two or three losses, if I recall correctly, as a fighter. So even if she's slightly, she's she's eight and two. Yeah, even if she's above that level, the regional level in general, the fact so far above it because most girls who come from that level and come to the UFC are usually undefeated, which just tells me that she's not the athlete or the fighter that hmm. that many would think she is. The losses were uh, back in. I'm just, her losses were back in. Just getting it here. Her losses were back in 2017, so she hasn't lost since 2018. No, I, I'm I'm not even discounting that. I'm just saying she's not like is she if, if I would compare her to UC level, I would say she's on the bubble because she's got some she's got some talent and she's got some aggression, but she really hasn't been put in any spots where she's had to face adversity um in those last eight fights, in those last in those last fights. The only time she faced adversity was early on in her career and it might be inexperienced, it might have been whatever. But the fact of the matter is when she faced adversity, she lost. And ever since then, she hasn't really faced any. She's basically had it her way. So I don't know what she's going to do when she fights someone and they don't just instantly give up a position or they don't in- instantly fold to her pressure or her activity. So Piera uh, is 6-0. and um, She seems to uh, like to strike because all of her finishes, like, all her fights have had finishes, uh, usually TKO or ground and pound or something like that. And the last fight was in LFA in April. Yeah, um, I would. I would, say, I would say she's probably faced a better level of opposition, and I'm always going to favor somebody who's faced a better level of opposition because that means at some point you've had to go to a plan B or you've had to make an adjustment. And if you've had to make it a plan B or had to make an adjustment, then most likely you're going to be prepared for it when you face an, a person who hasn't. Okay, so that's it. That's it for that. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Is that it? Uh, that's it, sir. Okay, again, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Uh, the Contender Series uh, video, there was no video posted, so I didn't post it, but the other stuff is up. Uh, if you have any questions or comments for either uh, my podcast, either my blog or my podcast, you can leave an anchor's voicemail. And if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so via the podcast, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you later.